Bethany Harris. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's pod episode. We're going to be moving into the new series about prayer, and I am so excited to be able to share some tips, some tools with you, as well as a different perspective of prayer. You know, thank you once again for allowing me to be your friend, your sister in Christ, as well as your mentor as we move forward together, strengthening our relationship with the Lord, as well as advancing our prayer life to the next level. Get your notebooks ready because you're not going to want to miss anything. Hey guys, so I'm going to start this pod off with prayer and then I will get started off in what we are um, discussing and talking about today. So whatever you're doing, if you are, whatever it may be, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you can just take a minute to pause and just um, get in to prayer with me. You can repeat what I'm saying, or you can, um, you know, speak to the spirit in your own words or emotions or whatever you want to do. So, um, Hey God, uh, it's me again. So I just thank you so much for today's episode. I thank you for the words that you've given me. Um, I thank you for the scriptures that you've laid out before me to be able to share with my sisters, father, wherever my sisters are right now, I pray that you just comfort them, cover them, uh, give them peace, give them guidance, give them discernment, wisdom, whatever they're asking for, father, um, as today, as we discuss, uh, you know, marriage and relationships and praying for future spouses and praying for our spouses that we have now. I pray that you just um, allow conviction to happen where needed. Father, I ask that you also allow growth uh, in all aspects of the uh, topics that I'm going to be talking about today. Lord, I thank you for uh, just being allowed to um, freely discuss your word with my sisters, Lord, and just be able to um, be transparent in what I'm going to share today, Lord. Let it be something that someone out there needs to hear. Um, Lord, it be Lord, it be a debate on the hook that just gets them connected to you, Father. I thank you for all that you do for us and all that you do for our marriages and our relationships within our life. In your holy name we pray. All right, so we are going to get right into it. Um, I'm pretty sure that you are already like, okay, I get it. The title may throw you off a little bit. I titled this Grandmother's Prayer, uh, but you're going to be because of a particular part of the episode today. Uh, So today's episode, you're going to be hearing specific prayers um, that I'm going to share with you. One in which I specifically wrote out and prayed uh, for my husband a, about a, a little over a year ago um, that he showed me that he still had and carried in his Bible. And then also will be from a grandmother who wrote to the Lord thanking him for the transformation for her, her spouse. And that was this, that will be a prayer from May of 1975. So uh, absolutely crazy and wild how God has just Um, allow this episode to flow over. Um, There's a lot of things that we're going to cover, but it's going to be a lot of good things. This is possibly an episode that you need to listen to twice. Um, And I'm not just saying that just because it's going to be so much information, but this is a particular topic that I touch base on really regular. And that's praying for my husband, praying for our marriage, praying for our family. Um, And I don't just pray you know, all the time about that. I go into scripture. I find scripture to back up um, God's intent for us for marriage and our family and our relationship. So um, the power of prayer, I've said it many times over and over in the last couple episodes of the pod, because we are in the prayer series, how powerful it is. And it's something so special, emotional, uh, 
you know, there can be sometimes times when you get into prayer that you don't say anything at all, but tears are flowing. God knows the spirit intercedes, knows your heart, knows what's going on, knows your mind and your thoughts and, and all of that. And so it's important that you get into prayer for your spouse or your future spouse. Maybe you're a sister out there that is um, single, has been single for a while, and you're just waiting for God to line things up. Maybe you're okay with not being in a relationship. Like I have some friends like that. And you know what? Kudos for you. That's less laundry girl. So uh, I mean, whatever floats your boat, God's going to use you uh, and use that your, you know, your status, you know, relationship status in a certain way to advance his kingdom. I mean, I totally believe that, you know, and I know that, uh, you know, I mostly have ladies that listen, but I do have a few guys that do tag along long. So I just want to go ahead and say that today's episode is mostly geared towards the ladies that listen. Uh, but it's a great understanding of one biblical marriage and how most of us um, talk. It's going to talk about how most of us pray or needing to learn how to pray for the men in our lives and the man, or the man in the sense for my single sisters, for the man that you want the Lord to bring to you. And I say that in that, like, I guess, verbiage, because you don't want to go out there and just pick a guy just because he's cute and things like that. And he has nice hair and all that. Yeah, that's great. But you need to fall in love with a person for their personality, for the way they treat other people, how they treat you. All of those things matter because looks fade away. Yes, it's important to be attracted to your spouse or whatever. Like that is so, that is not so important, but it is important. It is, it helps. But at the end of the day, just loving someone for who they are, what they do for you, how they treat others, what they do for your family and things like that is what's really, really, really important. And so, um, like I said, I do have a lot of scripture to share. Um, I have two pages full of notes here and I'm going to try my best to, um, you know, share whatever I can, but I'm definitely going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead. If for some reason I do not get to all of the scriptures I would love to share, I will get them posted. So uh, I'll post them on my Facebook and my Instagram. So be sure that you um, have followed both of those pages. If you don't have social media, reach out to me um, on my email, bethany at unleashedfaith.com so that I can email you things so you're not missing it because I know that there's some people, they don't have the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter and the Snapchat and TikTok and all of that. And that's okay. Uh, that's personal preference. I mean, no ju- judgment here. Uh, but we're going to get right into it. I know that... Uh, this particular book is coming up again, and it, we're going to be in Ephesians 5. So you can go ahead and put your finger there. You can put your bookmark, whatever you want to do. I know that I'm just, I've been stuck on this book and for a few weeks now, and I have read it over and over again, and I didn't know why. Uh, and I can't share just now why, but it's so good. And it goes right in line with this particular episode that is going to help you. And it's going to help me because even though I read Ephesians 5 um, and picked it apart before, I found something new. And I was like, this is so good. And I was just telling my nephew a couple of days ago that when you read scripture and even though I've read a certain thing or you've read a certain thing over and over, every time you read it, um, you find something new. And that's the great thing about God's uh, word. And it also depends on the season that you are in in your life, where you're at. You know, 
whether it's your ministry or it's your house or things like that. So um, just be open to receive whatever the spirit wants to show you. And so we're going to be, like I said, in Ephesians 5. But before we get there, I do want to touch base on two other scriptures. And then um, I just want to talk about marriage real quick. Marriage is tough. It is not always sunshine and rainbows and pillow fights and and, uh, ice cream talks or whatever it may be. But marriage is tough. Communication is it's tough at times if you're not on the same page. I know for a long time, that was a struggle in my relationship with my husband is we couldn't communicate. It was either him or I had to have the last word and we were right. One of us was always right. The other one was always wrong. And it was never equal. And it wasn't until we literally almost went our separate ways that God really got a hold of us. You know, we had to sit down and we had to lash it out and we had to talk about it and we had to pray about it. And going through counseling and all of these things. And it helped us. It transformed our marriage, our relationship to just a higher level. And we weren't even married at that time. We were still dating, but still, you know, um, it was tough. And so I'm so glad that God worked it all out prior to saying I do, because it's made our marriage um, just so much better now. And if that's something that maybe you're out there struggling with, um, I definitely encourage you to uh, pray on communication. I can throw out some scriptures um, for these particular topics that I am uh, going to talk about real quick. The next thing is there's struggles in marriage. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have disagreements. But that's, again, where that communication and respecting one another comes in that you can sit down at the end of the day and you can talk it out and you can each each voice can be heard. And that is something too that has that has been recently coming back to me is uh, making sure that each voice is heard. We are starting our remodel on our home and what I like and what my husband likes is not always the same as far as the home decor or, or how we want to do our home. But we have to come to an, an agreement and we have to obviously talk about it, lash it out, the why don't we like this or why do you like this and we'll get it all figured out. Um, another thing that makes marriage tough is kids. It's work, ministry, it could be whatever you're doing in your life. All of those things can hinder your marriage if you allow it. You have to be able to make prioritize your time so that you are giving 100% to all of the things that are in your life and not just 50 or 30 here or 20 here or 10 here. And that's something too, like I'm struggling with right now. It's not so much, you know, being a wife and being a mom in it's right now it's uh, making time for the pod and doing this and being obedient, but not forcing it to where it's um, not the spirit leading. And then ministry. Ministry is just, we're going through a tough time in ministry right now, but God is going to work it out. He is doing all good things still. Um, and I know that this is just a storm that we're on and I'm staying on the boat. I'm staying faithful. Uh, my foundation is the word. And I know that uh, I won't be shaken just like that song. I won't be shaken. Another thing that makes marriage tough is 
if you stop dating. So that is a huge thing that I personally am struggling with with my husband is we are so wrapped up in so many things that we forget that we need to still date each other. And so I'm currently failing at this. And to be honest, but it's something that I'm, I'm working on like this whole week, our daughter has been gone and she comes home tomorrow. And I'm like, we haven't went on a date. Like, yeah, we went to Home Depot and you know, we ran some errands, but we haven't actually went on a date. And, you know, with the remodel, finances aren't always there and some other things going on. But I was like, I'm just going to cook dinner and we're going to sit down and we're just going to have a date here at home. Because uh, you have to do that. You have to make time for that. So that's something that I'm striving on is maybe at least twice a month is going out on a date with my husband. You know, that's tough. I know things happen, but we have to make time, you know? And so another thing is too, like getting into scripture, you can use it uh, to pray for your husband, with your husband or for your future husband. And so this is where we're going to get right into uh, reading some scripture. And I totally lost my spot. I'm pretty sure here in my Bible. Uh, I'm going to be reading out of two different versions. Uh, this particular, uh, what I'm going to read right now is out of the NIV. So I will try my best to let you know when I switch up because I did make notes, I believe. We will see. Uh, so we're going to be Songs of Songs and we're going to be chapter 5, verse 11. And it says, His mouth is is sweetness itself. He is altogether lovely. This is my beloved. This is my friend, daughters of Jerusalem. So your spouse should not just be your spouse. They should be your friend. Uh, they should be your partner in crime, in a sense, your, your ride or die, however you want to say it. But hopefully, too, they were your friend before marriage. You know, it's so important falling in love, dating one another, listening to one another, sharing. And like I said earlier, understanding the the likes and the dislikes of one another. Friendship will make the uh, foundation, the start of a great, healthy relationship. And it's so important to have a healthy relationship within your marriage. And, and I know it's not not everyone has that healthy uh, relationship, but you can strive for it every single day. It, but it is not something that is all on one person. Like it is a, it's a teamwork, you know, teamwork. You have to put effort into it. You have to, uh, both parties have to sacrifice things. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. Uh, a reading that I did want to share two different versions is going to be 1 Corinthians 7, 17. And um, I'm going to read the NIV first, and then I'm going to read the message. And this is Paul writing. Um, it says, Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is a rule I lay down in all of the churches. So the message version of this, and it's still 1 Corinthians 7, 17. And don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is where God place, God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. God, not your marital status, defines your life. Don't think I'm being harder on you than I am on others. I give the same counsel in all of the churches. 
So I love the message version here. I, I read it. I wrote it out. I underlined things. And I love how it says that where you are right now is where God's placed you. Like I said, marriage is tough. My prayer is that um, not only for my marriage, but for you out there listening, that when times are tough, when they're hard, when you're just not feeling like you're like you're making progress and you're you're feeling like you're just wanting to tap out. I pray that um, you just cling to this scripture, write it out, write it somewhere that you can see it. Um, this is one scripture that I particularly have used numerous times to pray over relationships in my life, not just my marriage, but friendships, you know, like I'm exactly where God's called me to be in this relationship at times. Yes, it's focused more on, you know, the marital status, but you, in a sense too, you can use this for relationships. Friendships have ups and downs just like marriages do. And it and it's through the down times that you persevere. And if those friendships make it through those down times and they are worth fighting for, it's the same thing with your marriage. If during the down times that you are persevering and you can see that God is trying to, um, you know, guide you and provide for you all the way that just keep doing what you're doing. You're in the right place where he wants you to be. And I love that too. It says, don't think I'm being harder on you than I am on others. Each one of us have a different relationship with the father. Each one of us are in a different marital status. We have a, our, all of our marriages out there are, diff, are different. Not one marriage is the same. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. And here, Paul, he's also saying um, from this that no matter where you are in the marital status, still be a Christian. Above, above all anything right now, in this moment, be a Christian. Still be a believer. And if you're a believer that you know, is in a relationship with a spouse that is not a believer, don't think you have to be married to a believer. Yes, it helps. They can keep you accountable. You have the same, uh, you know, spiritual beliefs and goals in life. But sometimes God will use you to minister to your spouse in so many ways and minister to the non-believers. And so it all works out. He lines us all up with who we are meant to be for a purpose. My husband did not go to church with me and my daughter for such a long time. Something that I prayed over, I wanted him to get on fire. He started coming and then my prayers started changing like, Lord, I want him to catch this fire for you. And it was, a, I would say, about a year or two of him being consistent in the church, coming um Coming, you know, on Wednesdays and Sundays when we had both of those. And just to see his transformation from that moment to where he is right now. Um, he serves in our youth ministry. He's an amazing male youth leader. Um, he has great relationships with other males who are believers. And it's just absolutely amazing to sit back and to just see the transformation in it. And just to... Um, as well as on his side, seeing my transformation. And we talk a bit about that quite a bit. So just, just hang in there, sister. Just hang in there. Keep praying for your spouse. Keep praying for your partner. Um, don't give up. Uh, have faith. Um, and it doesn't mean, too, that uh, if you're married to someone who is unchurched or an unbeliever, maybe a believer who has backslid for a while, it doesn't mean that you're in the wrong place, that you're stuck. Because just as the scripture says, it says where you are right now, God has place, is God's place for you. 
You're right where God wants you to be. And what you can do is get into some prayer and some fasting and asking him, how can I minister to my husband? How can I serve him? How do you want me to pray to him for him in the sense that he's going to um, flourish for him, that he's going to understand, like, give me, line me up times to sit down and have conversation with him, share the gospel with him, ask God to do those things for you. Because sometimes when we try to do things on our own and line these things up, it doesn't happen. And then we get discouraged. So I encourage you to do that. Be praying for God to just how can I minister? How can I pray for my spouse? What can I do? What can I do to to change the situation? Um, and so we're going to now get into reading um, Ephesians 5. So if you want to go ahead and get your Bibles and turn there. All right. So we're going to be in Ephesians 5. We're going to start in verses 22 and verse 22. I'm sorry. And we're going to be stopping, kind of picking apart and just sharing. So if you're one of my doodlers, This is definitely a time, if you haven't already, to start uh, writing things down. So you can go back and uh, read, pick it apart, ask God to reveal some things to you whenever you're reading. So uh, the first reading is going to be, um, I'm actually going to go above and read 521, 21 to, what am I going to read? 24 is where I'm going to be. So It says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the house, head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. So, as husbands, uh, it says here that. And wife, you should submit to one another. Okay, people take this um, scripture way out of context. And so it's not submitting like you're going to do what I tell you to do or else. Or you're going to take this trash out or else. or <laughs> It's not in that sense. It is uh, in a sense, in a form of like respecting one another. And so I did want, I, I have a study Bible and... There's so many good things, and I'm just um, going to read real quick right here what it says. Just as Christ served the disciples, even to the point of washing their feet, so the husband is to serve his wife. A wise and Christ-honoring husband will not take advantage of his leadership role, and a wise and Christ-honoring wife will not try to undermine her husband's leadership. So... You have to respect one another. You have to respect the the roles of one another. And I know like society, like the women now don't always stay at home and take care of the household and the children and things like that, um, that some of them are out there working and that's okay. That's just where our culture is right now. And that's fine, but still respect one another, still help one another. So guide, so provide, pray for one another is so important. Um, on a read, now I'll be reading. I have so many. I'm telling you, in Ephesians, I have so many different highlighters that I'm starting to get confused. Like, I think I need to get a specific color when I'm highlighting for the pod so that I don't squirrel off and read something that is not uh, intentional to whatever I am doing. So <laughs> let's go ahead and read. We're going to read verses uh, 25 through 30. And then I'm going to, you know what? I'll just go ahead and finish it off. 
Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemishes, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. That's such a good you can underline that. After all, no one has ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For the reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become flesh. This is a profound ministry, but mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So Paul devotes twice as many words to telling the husband to love their wives as to telling the wife to submit to their husbands here. So how should a man love his wife? One, he should be willing to sacrifice everything for her. Two, he should make her you know, well-being of primary importance. Three, he should care for her as he cares for his own body. No wife needs to fear submitting to a man who treats her in this way. So verses 31 through 33, this is the, you know, the union of husband and wife that merges into, uh, merges two people into such a way that can affect one without the other. So if you say something or if you do something, um, Let's see. If you do or say something that is going to hurt the other one, eventually you're going to have that conviction and it's going to come back to you. So you have to be careful with that. You have to be careful with your words and your actions. And sometimes just how our body language is, it could irritate the other one. So oneness, um, that word too, I love that word. Oneness in marriage doesn't mean that you particularly are losing your personality and the personality of the other. Instead, it means that you're caring for your spouse as you care for yourself learning to anticipate his or her needs, helping the other person become all she can be. And that is encouraging, uh, lifting each other up, getting into scripture, filling your your time together with God's word. And I know that sometimes it's tough. I know there's some, uh, and for me too, for a long time, it was a, took a long time for me and my husband to sit down and to get into the word together. And sometimes we're sitting down and he's reading his own thing and I'm reading my own thing, but we're studying in that same moment, you know, Lord, the Lord is there in the, his presence and we're just still getting in God's word, even though we're on two different, uh, studies or whatever the case may be. But it, it's something that I am praying for you guys out there, praying for my listeners that you are able to have those moments with your husband, that you're able to, uh, pray for specific things over your marriage or over your future um, husbands or spouse or whatever the case may be. And there are just some things I want to to give you before I read the prayers that I want to read you. So a couple of things that you can pray for over your marriage is, uh, number one, kingdom marriage, that it's Christ-centered. Um, I know it's harder when you are married to an unbeliever or someone who is backslide, but just believe that our God is bigger than that, that our God can bring everyone back together, that he can bring them back to the cross, that he can, you can help 
lead someone to Christ, but you can't hold their hand every step of the way. They have to have the want and the desire. And that's another way that you can, um, you know, change the verbiage in your prayers. Lord, I want them to desire you. I want them to have a fire. I want them to have an encounter with you that I cannot orchestrate. I can guide them. I can pray for them. I can show them through my actions how wonderful you are. But until they have that intimate moment, I call it a aha moment with the Lord, it's not on you, sister. You can do all of these things and you can plant these seeds and you can help water them, but the Lord has to grow them. He has to have that encounter with them. And so just be praying that your spouse is receptive to the spirit. That is, they're open. They're, you know, that they um, are just listening, you know, and a lot of times it when like my marriage, when you know, before my husband was all in for church, he would just see certain things and he started to see the change in me, my actions, how I talked, all of these things. And that he was like, you are different. Like you are changed. Like why? And then that was like, oh yeah, like a, let me tell you about my Jesus moment. And uh, I love having those moments. It's so much better now where our marriage is. And that goes to my second point is you can pray for a healthy marriage. Um, and you can just buy that is just asking God to give you moments that you're able to have a, a neutral ground that if you have disagreements that you're able to come together and discuss and have that communication with one another. But it goes back to respecting one another. And that's in scripture. We just read it like respecting one another, like the whole submissive thing. And it's not uh, a physical submissive. It's respecting one another in that moment. The third thing is passion. You have to have passion for one another. You have to, that whole, it goes back to dating one another. Like that is something that I am struggling on. And so if you guys could be praying for that for me, if you, if you were one that prays for, for me and, uh, if you could just be doing that. So with that, we can get back into dating each other again, cause that would be fun. And that would be awesome. Uh, the fourth thing that I want to share is communication. Pray for communication uh, over your relationship. Pray that uh, you get a breakthrough, that uh, God will allow you to change how you maybe approach your spouse, how you say certain things, um, sometimes not saying anything at all, but that you can change how you communicate so that it will transform the way y'all communicate to each other. Uh, the next thing is financial stability. That's a right now where our, our economy is right now is praying that you both can come to an agreement that you're trying to level up. This is where we want to, uh, you make sure that you're tithing, you make sure that you are putting money back, that you are spending money wisely. Like it, those are so important. I read a book once that talked about how uh, money was the greediness of marriage, that money dictated, can dictate your marriage if you don't use it for the good. And so that's just transforming how you use your money and things like that. And then the last one is that word oneness. Like you guys are, you, you made a vow that you are one with God. And whether, um, you know, you're, you're having an ups and downs right now, or you're in a downtime, you're still one. Bring it, ask God to bring you back. Bring the back the spark of the honeymoon stage, of the, of the newlywed stage, of just being one and getting connected. And so that you're on the same page, not just with the father, but with your spouse. Uh, and I want to just, I know I have so many notes, so much good stuff. Um, 
I listened to a podcast a couple weeks ago and I wrote this down. Now I remembered exactly where it was. So I was like, Ooh, I got to get it. And so uh, I can't remember who it was. That was, I want to say that it was Gary Thomas. I could be totally wrong. He wrote a book called Sacred Marriages. And that is such a great book for anyone who is um, just trying to um, work through things, trying to um, level up your relationship with marriage. It was really good. Um, it's a book that I could reread again. And it's Sacred Marriages. I want to say it's Gary Thomas. I will definitely double check and then post that on uh, my social media this week. But um, he said on the podcast that to pursue Christ and marriage together is so important. And you do that by the, having oneness with each other. And it said that he shared a quote from, I want to say it was John Wesley, John Wesley, I could have been wrong. But it said, I don't know anyone who is truly happy that isn't pursuing Christ. And so I was like, that's good. Like, before I was a believer, I thought I had happiness at times, but it wasn't until I became a believer and understood, you know, what Christ went through for us and how much he loves us and God's unfailing love for us and um, the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness and all of these amazing things that we get, man, that I have truly been pursuing Christ and all that I do in every day, every situation, even the bad ones. Uh, but I, I, that quote hit me so good. And it said, I don't know anyone who isn't, who is truly happy that isn't pursuing Christ. And so I want to just leave you with that. And I'm going to share these two prayers. The first prayer that I'm going to read is one that I wrote um, for my husband and I put it in his Bible. He didn't know about it. And he got a new Bible, um, like a Bible cover this week. And he was trying to move everything all over. And he showed this to me. He's like, I still got it. And it was from a little over a year ago. And so I wrote, dear heavenly father, watch over my husband, guide him and give him wisdom only from you. Purify his heart to only burn for you. Give him freedom from his past and let your spirit move in him in a way he will never look back. Protect him and reassure him that he is your child. Amen. So a simple prayer that I prayed, and I wrote many of those and prayed over him for, for so long, and just to be able to see the transformation of him, and not just him as a as a husband, but watching his transformation as a father, as a mentor, as a, a just a son of the king. It's been absolutely pretty sure I'm not going to, I'm not going to cry, but uh, it's just beautiful as a wife to be able to sit back and watch your husband transform and just allow God to just be number one in his life. And um, he has a running joke that he likes to tell me that you're number second. I was like, yep, I better be, I better always be second because uh, <laughs> God needs to be number one. And so sometimes he'll say that around people and they look at us like, mm, no, like if you understood, like if you knew our Jesus, like you would understand. Uh, but that's just me sharing that and just encouraging uh, I don't know how many notes I've written on like that. I don't know how many nights I've cried and I've prayed and 
and I, I have on my prayer board for just my husband specifically. And um, I share that just to give you encouragement that wherever you're at, whether you're looking for a spouse, whether you have a spouse and things are just a little rough right now, or maybe you have a spouse that's on fire and you want to continue to pray for them uh, because the enemy is always trying to knock us down, is always trying to uh, right there in the back of our mind. So if you want to continue to pray, um, I encourage that. But I also want to close out and I want to share the uh, prayer that this grandmother wrote. Um, and I say grandmother because someone, uh, I was praying for a spiritual mama or, a, a, you know, a a mentor for quite a long time. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my sisters gave me this one of many books and it's a book that her grandmother wrote so many so many amazing notes uh when she studied but also prayers and going through it um she wrote a prayer in may of 1975 for her spouse and it, it's just been absolutely amazing just to be able to have something and read something that was written way before i was born but just how it it counteracts into the prayer that I shared for my husband and just, um, and now my prayer for him would be something similar to this. And so it says, dear Lord Jesus, I have prayed so long for my mate to be saved and fall in love with you. I know you have, I know you love him so much more than I could ever imagine. And, uh, sorry, it is like real tiny cursive. And it says, and yes, my motives are tainted with selfishness. I just want you to say, I acknowledge that you have heard my prayers for him and his life and times are, are in your hands. And I have given you so much joy and compassion knowing that he is now yours. And I thank you for the transforming of his life and the renewing of his mind. I thank you for, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing him to yourself and making us heirs together of the kingdom for the grace of life. Amen. So it's just awesome that uh, my husband showed me that prayer, but then I'm able to share this prayer as well from this grandmother. So I know uh, that I hit a lot of different things today. I know it was kind of back and forth, a lot of scriptures, a lot of picking apart, but I hope that you're able to leave this episode and have a direction on where you can pray for your marriage and pray for your spouse, pray for your future spouse um, and whoever is listening out there. So make sure that you have all the notifications on for whatever platform you are listening to the pod. Be sure to share this episode with a friend. Be blessed and stay focused.